Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. Welcome to the Side Action, episode 85, episode 16 of season three. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Instagram and Twitter. This is Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter and YouTube. So Action, uh, getting ready for Christmas here. We're doing a little early session uh, for this week because it's Christmas Eve tomorrow. And um, you know, did you do anything to get ready? Are you guys, I think we talked about last week, maybe you're sticking around for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Nothing really major, just watching football last weekend, as per usual. We're heading down to Indianapolis sometime tomorrow, Thursday. Okay. So cool. just been doing a ton of work this week. I got a new uh, studio chair here for Christmas oh, from Melissa. Nice. So it's nice and comfy. It doesn't creak quite as much. And nice. I think she would be the first to tell you, ever since I opened it on Sunday, I spent a lot more time here at the command center. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> How about you? Hopefully, Any preparations? that translates into some wins for us. Um, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting time in Chicago, as we discussed in the past. Uh, my daughter's here. My mom's coming over. She all, all points that she is negative for COVID, so that's good. She's coming over tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to stay over. We're going to do some cooking, uh, do the... What I call the Moroccan stew, some people call it the wedding stew. It's like the seven-vegetable stew. It's very delicious. It takes a long time to cook, so we're going to do that tomorrow evening. And then uh, open, you know, watch like Elf and stuff like that. And watch, you know, we'll open some gifts on Christmas morning. And then, you know, the big birthday's on Sunday, as you as you know. The old yeah. man is, uh, I'm 47, dude. I can't believe it. I, I, feel, I feel a lot younger than that. Uh, but yeah, so nothing really planned. Hopefully, get some ice skating in maybe at one of the local rinks. It's 50 today, but it's supposed to drop to 20 tomorrow here in Chicago. Um, but yeah, so other than that, you know, finished up work a, a little early today, and looking forward to five days of not working. That's that's the first time in a long time. Yeah, that'll be nice. Get away a little bit, celebrate the birthday. Absolutely, absolutely. So. But yeah, let's get back on track, man. We've we've had some rough couple of weeks here, so um, let's jump into it here. Um, all right, so we've got the COVID updates. I only put the ones that have, people that I really thought might imp- impact something. Uh, we've got Kansas City has Anthony Hitchens, the linebacker. He's he's on there. Uh, we've got for the Raiders, Eric Harris, their free safety. Pittsburgh had Vince Williams, the, the middle linebacker, uh, and as well as uh, Ronald Jones for Tampa Bay. If you saw anybody else on their report, because I pulled this yesterday. Um, the big news that I've seen flash across the wire this week is Dwayne Haskins hitting up the strip no. club after the game. <laughs> I heard about this. It was a private birthday party action. And uh, now he's been demoted as captain for the Washington football team. So I'm not sure how that plays into the handicap, but funny nonetheless. He was captain? That, that's that's the crazy part. I mean, he's still going to start, though. I believe so. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen an update on Alex Smith, but for my handicapping purposes, I'm expecting Dwayne Haskins again. Demoting as captain, I, I still think it's shocking that they made him captain, especially with Chase Young in that team. But okay, uh, you know, good to know. I did read that story that he it was a private private birthday party for my girlfriend. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's go to the, the numbers from last week, week 15. A little bit strange, uh, strange week, at least my closing numbers. So first you had a split, home road split for the first time in a long time. It was 8-8, eight and eight, uh, home and road for last week. But this is where it gets kind of goofy. There were a lot of pushes, and I guess it depends on the number, what you had closing. But I had only six favorites cover seven dogs and three pushes which is very unique we never really see that usually it's like one here and there i guess it obviously depends on what you closed at but what it means is the the to me is the spread actually came into play a lot mm-hmm. and in our case it bit us a couple times with some hooks um so yeah that was a weird and then the but the overs you know crushed it this week 10 and 6 strange strange uh, developments hey action yeah, I think the numbers that jump off that page to me are the totals. They're typically this time of year, you see a lot more cold weather and weather impacted games and some lower scoring. But um, similar to the start of the year, we're starting to see some scoring pick up here late in the season. And just looking at the betting board this week, I like quite a bit of overs again going into week 16 here. Mm-hmm. It does seem to be that there's some shootouts going on across the board here which is really interesting, you know, notable the uh, Arizona Philly and, <laughs> you know, some of these games that just, it's like a big 12 game out there. Well, I've noted some positives from week 15, none of, none of which are picks really FYI, uh, but <laughs> the dolphins, which were against, uh, well, actually it was the dolphins weren't our pick. They were actually the, the pick for the consensus, right? Correct. Um, so the dolphins end up closing out the pats. What I'm saying is that in this game, Early in the game, the handicap that we kind of discussed early on that the Patriots were going to kind of handle Tua kind of worked. I mean, the score was 9-7 going into the fourth quarter. I know they picked Tua in the red zone. He wasn't playing very well passing the ball. But down the stretch, uh, they, they made some plays. I'm sure the defense made some plays to kind of shut down the Patriots. And more importantly, Tua used his legs for two rushing touchdowns to get them the win 22-12 to and win the game outright. And, and Miami still has a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, outside shot, granted, but um, yeah. I know we've kind of dismissed the Dolphins' offense quite a bit on this podcast, but yeah. even 145 passing yards for Tua. But it must be said, they don't, they're don't they not explosive by any definition, but they are pretty efficient in moving the ball yes. and picking up first downs, and I guess that's a good thing for the Dolphins. Right. Red zone, I mean, their scoring defense, red zone defense is excellent. So they're keeping teams out of the red zone or out of the end zone and with that crappy offense they're they're winning a lot of games i mean it's it is kind of a smoke and mirrors thing a little bit here's the one i was mentioning the uh, former oklahoma quarterbacks duel was incredible down in arizona uh you know kyler murray who obviously got the heisman trophy one year and then the very next year jalen hurts went there they they put on a show down there i mean murray 406 yards passing three touchdown passes one touchdown running. Hertz tried to match that with 338 yards passing, uh, three touchdowns throwing, one rushing as well. Arizona did win the game and covered 33 to 26. Uh, but I think that Hertz is showing that what we said early in the season, they should have given it a chance. This team probably would have won this division. Yeah, I really have to question Doug Peterson's decision making there. Yep. Yeah. This box score is a little perplexing to me, even though the Eagles had quite a bit of yardage and were able to get close to the number. I think it closed six and a half, right. if I recall. I mean, Arizona probably could have really won this by quite a bit more. I think sure. there was a few red zone turnovers, one in particular where Kyler threw up a duck in the end zone. 
Um, I think that Arizona probably was a deserving uh, covering team in this one. Right. No, I agree. They definitely lit up that defense. The last one I had was the Chiefs. You know, they win the big battle, you know, in the big easy. Uh, interesting game here. The Chiefs, they went in New Orleans and looked, you know, really good. And, and mainly I would say that uh, Mahomes was just moving in the pocket, avoiding that pressure. They were able to put up 401 yards of offense, but damn it, uh, they let the let the Saints get in the back door. And our, our pick for the push, you know, some people did close at two and a half for Kansas City and got the win, but a lot of people were at that three or three and a half and could not get that cover. And Breeze didn't look great, mm -hmm. uh, but somehow they put up 29 points. And I looked at the box score too, a little perplexing as you used the word. They didn't put up a lot of yards in this game, but they somehow got 29 points. Yeah, especially with the loss at the wide receiver position. Michael Thomas yep. was out known before the game, and I think they lost Traquan Smith mid-game as well. But sure. Emmanuel Sanders really stepped up and was kind of Breeze's go-to receiver in the second half. And I partially wonder if the Chiefs defense maybe let off the gas a little bit, but it's hard to Could say be. that in a one-score game. Um, certainly felt like the Chiefs should have easily covered that game, and they didn't get it done for us. Yeah, it's disappointing. But, you know, they, they showed, and I think I've heard on the radio, that we knew the Chiefs were going to be favorites in the Super Bowl, but now they're 8-5 to five or super high, you know, the overwhelming favorite for the Super Bowl winner now, mm -hmm. uh, the Chiefs. So I, I, have a, I think I have a 5 or 6-1 to one ticket, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Okay, the negatives. Uh, well, the biggest favorite of the year, I believe, uh, not not necessarily in a game, but the biggest favorite loss of the year happened as the Rams. Man, they closed as many as 18-point favorites. Some of them, I guess, went down to 17, and they were at home, and they they were really getting crushed in this game, 23-3. to They closed the game to 23-20 to lose, but I wonder if Greg Williams – his firing has actually made this defense decent because they shut down this uh, Rams rushing attack, 65 yards. And I know the acres got hurt, but mm -hmm. they usually can run with anybody back there. Yeah. Unfortunate injury for Cam Akers. It looks like he's going to be out this week. Uh, we'll probably have that in the next section, but um, just a perplexing loss and <laughs> the, only the first one on the week as we'll get to the later one. Yeah. But the Rams really just didn't show up. And I think that we can safely put aside any discussion about the Jets tanking to bed because they're playing hard. And it's clear mm -hmm. that this defense has made a little bit of improvement even after Greg Williams firing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're better. I mean, not great, but better. So this one, obviously, I wrote this before I looked at the injury report. Uh, Nick Mullins, boy, this guy sucks. Uh, you know, it's funny. We Last week I had talked about the Cowboys a little bit. And, you know, we were talking about the running game and everything. Maybe we should, you know, lay off the Cowboys. But it turned out the handicap was okay, mainly because Nick Mullins stinks. I mean, this guy, three more turnovers in the game, 58% completion percentage. Uh, they ended up losing 41-33, to 33, another one of these kind of shootout games that we talked about. The Cowboys, four different turnovers, and they really didn't have a lot of yards. It was just every time they got a turnover, they put the ball in the end zone. And I'm just wondering, I mean, it's pretty late in the season, but can the 49ers ever be trusted? And this team is not the same. Yeah, well, you mentioned Nick Mullins is going to be out now, and that yep. may be the last time we see him in the NFL throwing a football <laughs> in a meaningful yes. snap. But now it's C.J. Beathard, by all accounts. I know that they signed Josh Rosen this week, and I think mm -hmm. due to the timing, he is eligible to play. So that'll be interesting to see which way they go. But mm -hmm. either way, I think the Niners are definitely a hard team to back right now. 
Yeah, CJ came in. I mean, it was late in the game. It was just garbage time. We went five for seven. He actually has a gun. I just see that, that Hail Mary that he put yeah. in. That was a good 65 yards. I mean, he, he, he gunned that thing. I'm like, why isn't this guy playing? Anyway, uh, the Steelers, this is our big loser. And, I mean, it's not that anybody uh, was – this wasn't a surprising pick. I mean, the Steelers were 13.5-point favorites or 14 at some point. Uh, they end up losing their third straight, this time to the Bengals on the road. Sure, it's a divisional you know, opponent, but these are the Bengals. They were playing Ryan Finley, as we talked about. They lose 27-17 to and really never even had traction in this game. Big Ben looks terrible. 52.6% a completion percentage, 170 yards, and two more turnovers. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this offense. This team obviously will make the playoffs, or at least – I guess it's not obvious. They have to win another game, possibly. But for a team that was on the top of the world three weeks ago to where they are now, it's just a different different story. Yeah, I believe they're in the playoffs. I, I don't they? know that they can miss out. They certainly can lose the division oh, if yeah. Cleveland wins out and they lose out. But there's no doubt about it. This team is broken right now, and I think that it's pretty clear Ben is broken. I don't know if it's part of the elbow surgery that he had in the offseason, but I think you said 170 for the game. He had 19 passing yards in the first half. Right. So, and that was with an interception and a sack fumble. And uh, the Steelers just can't do anything on offense right now, and I'm not really sure that they should be favored in any game the rest of the season or the playoffs. I agree. I think that you got to wonder if it's offensive line health or something. I mean, they're just refusing. I mean, Snell had 84 yards rushing, but he this is okay. the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. You know, this this team is terrible against the run. So 84 yards sounds good, and he looked okay, but the lack of commitment, I guess they were too far down to, to really try to do that. But early in the game, they're just trying to do the same thing, a little dink and dunk. I mean, just run the damn ball. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the Bears. The Bears are now running, by the way. I didn't mention them. They looked good again. Um, all uh, right, so – What's that? It was a positive. The Bears' offense. It was a positive. Well, let's look over some of these injuries that are that are noteworthy. Uh, we've got Buffalo has a couple key ones. Uh, they have Stefan Diggs questionable with a foot. He he kind of left the game uh, on Saturday a little bit, and then Tre'Davious White, their their top cornerback, also has an injury. I didn't put what his injury was. Great, but he's he's definitely questionable as well. Um, Cleveland's got an offensive guard who's out on IR. Chris mm-hmm. Hubbard. Uh, his kneecap, I guess. And then also Wyatt Teller, uh, an offensive guard, his ankle is doubtful, which, you know, that's critical for their rushing attack. Yep. Um, I've got some other guys, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, he's, he's got an ankle issue, he's doubtful. And then one of your guys, Clyde uh, Edwards Hilaire for Kansas City, he's doubtful with his ankle. Um, and then a couple more, Joey Bosa, uh, defensive end concussion, questionable. The guys barely played this year for the Chargers, although they keep winning. And then we talked about the Cam Akers one. Stefan Gilmore is out for New England. That's got to be key, although Diggs won't take advantage of that. You mentioned Michael Thomas, and then we already mentioned Nick Mullins. So there's quite a few big injuries there. Yeah, a lot of teams are going to be without some of their stars the last couple of weeks here. And, and then you're also looking at players that are likely going to sit out in Week 17. So definitely worth monitoring the in and active status. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's roll into these, and we can also talk about strategy for picking in the contest. It's a unique week for the NFL. Uh, they're going to play a Christmas game. So I'm assuming the tomorrow is when the Circa lines will come out. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're coming out same time, Thursday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern. 
So we'll expect to see them and then got an extra day this week with the first game being Friday night. Yeah. So, yeah, so the first game is the the Christmas game. It's kind of a nice game. I actually like it. But at the same time, um, you know, I don't know if we're going to hit this one. We'd have to put all our picks in by Friday. But Minnesota is going to New Orleans. This is a 4.30 Eastern start. I'd open at 53-point total, 8.5-point favorites for New Orleans. I don't know which one we're going to report. I guess my bet online is 7.5, down to 51-point total. I mean, I kind of liked uh, when I saw it. I guess I saw it at 7. Um, I kind of like the New Orleans side here. Minnesota's defense is really bad. The Bears were lighting them up. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I don't love the hook. We've been hooked, hooked before. Uh, you know, any thoughts on this game, even though we probably won't pick it? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think it's a little bit of a big number for the New Orleans offense to be laying sure. right now with the, the questionable Drew Brees performance and then no Michael Thomas. Um, right. So while Minnesota, on the flip side, I'm not sure it's going to have much success against that New Orleans run defense, number two in the league. And right. uh, Kirk Cousins has not been playing well lately either. So to be honest, I think it's probably a pass, but if a seven and a half popped up, I think we might have to look at Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Yeah, probably a pass, but I hear what you're saying. That I never liked those like last week, just so America knows, we got hooked twice. Hooked indeed. <laughs> exactly. Seattle and uh what was the other one? The Colts game the versus Colts. the Texans. Oh, brutal. Anyway, um all right, so this the next three games are on Saturday. One is an early game at 1 o'clock Eastern. Again, I don't know if we're going to get our picks in that early. That's Tampa going to Detroit. Uh, Tampa Open is an 8-point favorite on the road, 54-point total. Uh, bet online, it's 10, which is a big number. Uh, Detroit being in a 53-point total. You know, Initially, when I looked at this, I think I saw, I guess, 9.5 or something like that. Um, I kind of like the Bucks there. you know. But, you know, again, this, this game's too early for us to make a pick, right? I mean... We wouldn't go all in that early. Yeah, I I probably I'm guessing that Matthew Stafford is going to be out in this game. Uh, the reports I'm hearing are that he may not be able to go, and we could be looking at uh, Chase Daniel at quarterback right. for the Lions. So I'm not sure if that changes the handicap at all. But I certainly would agree that the Tampa Bay side looks appetizing. It does. I mean, Swift ran well last week uh, in the game against, what was it, Tennessee, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the offense can still move, I guess. But Tampa's run defense is really supposed to be pretty good. And, you know, it was weird. Tampa, like we kind of talked about, Atlanta was a good side uh, for us. But we didn't pick them, <laughs> but uh, they ended up covering. But Tampa closed that game strong. That second half was dominant, and I think they do have the offense to score. And Detroit doesn't seem to be playing any defense the last few weeks. So wish it was. I wish this game was on Sunday is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, we could look and see what the number comes out. I think it's going to be largely dependent on the status of Stafford. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what the circuit operators post for this one tomorrow. Okay. The 4.30 Eastern game on Saturday is the aforementioned San Francisco going to Arizona. Early in the year, we were all in Vegas, very excited to get this money line ticket when Arizona was dog, a pretty severe dog in that game. Now they've been up as a five-point favorite at home, 50-point total. That looks like what we're looking at at bet online, five-point favorite, but a lower total, 48.5. With this discussion with Beathard and or, you know, or Rosen, does it change the handicap? I mean, I don't think Arizona is a typical bet on team for me, but they seem to have righted the ship a little bit offensively. And San Francisco, 
don't know what to say. This defense can't stop anybody right now. So I, I, I five points is a lot, but I, I'd like Arizona in that game. Yeah, I concur. I think that even with the poor play of Mullins, Mullin, I'm sorry, C.J. Beathard is not really going to be much of an improvement for that offense. And I, right. I believe that the Arizona Cardinals have been playing a lot better last couple of weeks. Kyler Murray is finally starting to run again, and that gives the offense a totally different dynamic. So right. I would like the Cardinals at that number, I think. Okay, we'll see what comes out with tomorrow. We'd have to get the picks a little earlier than normal uh, to hit that one, but we could still do that. Uh, here's another one, another, and this is the night game on Saturday, 8:15 Eastern. Miami is going to Vegas uh, to play the Raiders. Miami Open is a two-point favorite on the road, 46.5 point total. Uh, Bet online showing a three-point favorite. That's what I'm seeing at Rivers with a 48 point total. And I'll, it's it, it's kind of one of these test games. I'm not saying we're going to pick it, uh, but the Dolphins certainly are the better team here. Uh, the Raiders' offense is pretty good, but their defense is garbage. Yeah. I mean, they're awful. Um, they're giving up points left and right. So this would be a get-right game for two in the gang. I like the two and a half when it first came out. I saw two or two and a half. Three is a tougher number for a road team, but I could. St- I'm, I'm going all favorites here, actually, but I kind of like them. I believe that Derek Carr is questionable and may not play mm-hmm. in this one. So we could be looking at a matchup of Tua versus Marcus Mariota. Sure. Two Hawaiian quarterbacks. Hawaiians. Interesting face off there. But I, right. I want to ask you, does the move from Derek Carr to Mariota to change the handicap at all? I don't know. I mean, Mariota was very effective last week against uh, the Chargers in the, what was it, the Thursday night game. He looked good, uh, but I kind of feel like the Chargers weren't ready for a mobile guy. Yeah. (laughs) I think the Dolphins are going to have something for him, so it's going to be a little more difficult for them to do it. I don't know. What's the Dolphins' rush defense? Because obviously Josh Jacobs is a big part of that handicap for the Raiders. Yeah, Miami rush defense, 24th against the run, 5th against the pass, though. Okay. So, I mean, it may actually work to the advantage of the Raiders. Because, you know, typically when you have a mobile quarterback, just like a Jalen Hurts situation, all of a sudden you get better rushing lanes because you can run that read option and it it works. Mm. So maybe it's a stay away or I don't know if I can back the Raiders. God, oof. Sounding crazy. I mean, they, 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 they're playing terrible. Yeah, I believe this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. So the question yes. to you, Wags, is will the Dolphins be able to keep up with the scoring pace in this game? I know the Raiders' defense is terrible, but can you envision a scoreline where Miami puts up 28 points against the Raiders? I don't know. Not really. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they, I mean, they put up 22 against New England. They put up 27 how many did they put up against the Chiefs? 24? They're in that mid-20s range, you know, and the Raiders are a cut below everybody. So, I mean, they're completely awful. I guess I kind of feel like it's a bit of a, I don't know. I mean, the Raiders, they haven't won in weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they just keep losing. Yeah, uh, four out of five, they did beat the Jets in week 13. That counts for something. Right, it does. It does. I mean, everything tells me to take the Dolphins here. It just scares me because the Dolphins could have a letdown after beating their big foes, and but they do definitely need to win this game. I mean, it it would you know obviously I think the Raiders really eliminated themselves, but yeah, let's do that. Yellow. Let's do Miami. You know, Miami or pass on that. Yeah, there's certainly no question of motivation here. Miami 
pretty much needs to win out if they want to beat out Baltimore for one of the last playoff spots. All right, let's go to the the main slate on Sunday. Uh, the Bears go Bears go to Jacksonville, where the Bears are resurrected. All of a sudden, they're running the football. They're seven. They open to seven point favorites on the road, forty seven and a half point total, in bet online at seven and a half with a forty eight point total. Your Minshew did not do much for the Jags uh, cover <laughs> against the Juggernaut uh, Ravens, but was it, wait we we picked over wait was Jags Ravens yeah. right. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had we obviously had the Ravens, so that was our one win um, of the week. That was our one. Oh God, horrible! I don't know. I mean, the Bears are running the ball now. They're doing what they should have been doing all season. All of a sudden, they're giving Montgomery the ball 20, 25 times a game. This is what they needed to do. It really helps Mitch out a lot. I think Bears are going to beat this team. I don't know how you can favor them by eight. Did I lose you? I'm here. A little internet <laughs> in and out. It looks like in the Ferndale mm-hmm. residence, but. I, right. as long as we're still going here, I concur. I think that the Chicago Bears is, it's kind of, it almost looks like too easy in this one. Yes. Seven and a half makes it a little bit tricky. I certainly like them on every one of my teaser plays this week, taking it down through the six and the yes. three. But I think we should right. probably check and see what this number is like when it hits the contest board tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. The next one is uh, Indy and Pittsburgh. This is the marquee game. I'm a little surprised they didn't flex it up somewhere. But, uh, you know, Indy's going to Pittsburgh. Indy, I guess I don't know when this opened. It opened as a two and a half. I think I had it flipped, uh, but it doesn't matter. 44 and a half point total. Now at bet in line, it's two point favorite for Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. 45 point total. I totally get the line. I mean, I understand Pittsburgh is just. They're hurting. Uh, they're hurting. I, I guess I thought this would be more closer to a pick, mm-hmm. uh, actually, even though we know what the Steelers have been. You know, are you jumping on board, getting your Colts bandwagon, and have them just pummel this team with the with the run or what? Yeah, I think so. I'm not really sure how Pittsburgh is going to stay in this game on offense. Right now, this mm-hmm. offense just can't move the ball, and the Indianapolis defense is certainly not on Pittsburgh's level, but they're no slouches, and uh, right. I'm not really sure if Pittsburgh is going to be able to keep up the scoreboard pressure. Right. You know, how has – I mean, the thing is, is the Colts have been out in front of these games. They've been just running down people's throats. Even though they didn't cover the 7.5, they, they were in control of that game the whole time against Houston. Pittsburgh's going to bring the pressure on Rivers, right? So can they – are the Colts going to be able to run the ball against this team? And then – or is it going to be in Rivers' hands? You know, I mean, that's my only fear about taking the Colts here. Yeah, I mean, they certainly have a formidable rush defense. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they've been giving up a little bit of running yards the past few weeks. I think you saw right. uh, on Monday night the Bengals put up a good number of running. I mean, I think Finley had like seven completions in that game, and they still yeah. put a decent sure. amount of points on the board. Granted, they were aided mm-hmm. by turnovers. But I think that the Colts are more than just Jonathan Taylor right now, too. You've seen mm-hmm. the pass, the short passing game get into play as well. All right. So for you, it's Colts or pass. Definitely. Um, okay. Put another yellow on the board there. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it's, we'll see how it goes. This one's uh, interesting. The Giants are you know, going to Baltimore, you're not showing any numbers. I can give you some numbers here. Uh, I'm showing that the Ravens and Rivers anyway are up to an 11-point favorite uh, at home, and the total's 45, which is what you show. 
So I guess you got it on Bovada. Um, you know, it's an interesting matchup. The Giants have cratered. Uh, I don't know. It's obviously we know that they couldn't score before. We knew that. I don't see the the Giants stopping this run defense or, or the run offense. Like just like the you know the Browns ran all over them. Mm-hmm. You know the Ravens are going to do that. 11's just a big one. Now, granted, we saw that again. They they covered for us. They were our lone cover. So, would you get back on the Ravens bandwagon here? Yeah, I think that you could talk me into the Ravens. I'm guessing that the numbers being off the board here have to do with Daniel Jones, who's still questionable with that ankle injury. Sure. And although Colt McCoy started on Sunday night, I think that early on in that game, they were able to get into the red zone, the first couple of possessions, and had they punched one of those into the end zone, you might have seen a little bit different outcome after sure. the first couple of drives. They really just couldn't do anything. And uh, on the flip side, I I think the defense of the Giants is going to be able to stop a little bit of the running game. They're certainly not terrible against the run, 15th ranked. But having said that, the Ravens are really starting to kick into fine form now, and I could definitely see them having the ability to cover this double-digit spread. Right. Okay. Well, we've got a lot of yellows this time. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll put Baltimore on the yellow here. Um, okay, a lot of favorites again. Okay, so here we go. Atlanta, Kansas City. Uh, Atlanta, or Kansas City opened up as a 13-point favorite at home, 54-point total. Uh, they're 10.5 at Bet Online, which is pretty consistent with I see it, what I see at Rivers, 54-point total. Depending on your number... The Chiefs didn't cover again. I, I don't understand what's with this team. It's just—it's like they're playing with their food, so to speak. They're just—they're going to beat Atlanta. They're going to beat them probably soundly. Uh, Atlanta did play pretty well against their division foes in the box, but these cross-division matchups usually don't turn out so well. I mean, save the Panthers, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't feel great about backing the Chiefs at ten and a half, but I think they're going to—you know. They're going to beat up Atlanta pretty bad. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, Kansas City now six losses in a row against the spread when you mm-hmm. consider that there was certainly three and a halfs available last week. Um, I think they did clo- um, close at two and a half, so you yeah, could they, argue that okay. they did cover the closing number. But sure. still, I mean, a, a game that they should have won by a lot more, and we talked about earlier. And going against this Atlanta team, my my only concern is that I'm not sure that Kansas City defense will be able to get enough stops in this one to cover this number. Right. Um, they've been giving up some scores lately against opponents that are, are not great shakes. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Denver, Miami, I mean, these offenses mm-hmm. have been scoring on them. So I'm not sure how you can count on Kansas City to cover such a large spread. Would you get on Atlanta then? Yeah, I think I would consider Atlanta in this spot. Um, It is a cross-divisional game, and while Kansas City is sitting in the number one seed, I know they still have to hold off Buffalo. Does Buffalo have a chance to catch them? I I think if they win this game, then that's it, because Kansas City beat them head-to-head, and they're two games up. So if they win this one, it's over. Um, If they lose this one, actually, it may not matter. Let me double-check that. I think they're two games up, right? They got one loss, and I think Buffalo has three losses. Sounds right. Yeah, maybe they already had locked it up. For some reason, I thought they had to win this week, but maybe um, maybe I'm wrong here. Let's take a look. Well, Pittsburgh could 
in theory catch them, right? Yeah. So here's the here's how I'm looking at it: eleven and three, eleven and three, and then they're thirteen and one. Yeah, that, that's true. The, technically, the Pittsburgh could tie them, and then it would come down to you know some tiebreaker. I mean, the Chiefs are ten and one in the conference, so it'd be, it's gonna be tough to catch them. But they could, because the Steelers are eight and two. If they close with two wins, they could tie at least. If well, they they need another Chiefs loss, right? Which would be a, an AFC loss. So yeah, the Chiefs got to win this game. They win the game, they're number one seed, no matter what. So they're definitely motivated. It's just whether they're going to do what they do. They'll build a lead, and then eh, we'll let these guys get back. They're not gonna they're not gonna catch us. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's happened many times. Even even the Miami game, they were up big, right? Yeah, they were up big in the Miami game. They've had a couple slow starts in there, too. The Denver mm. one comes to mind. True. And the Las Vegas Raiders game. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm not sure I can get there, but I, I don't know. Do you lean Atlanta or Kansas City? I mean, from what the way we've talked about, I lead Atlanta. Okay. But, uh, you know, Atlanta's been a team that I've kind of liked. We've, we know Sharps love them. They're they're definitely better in the dome always traditionally. I mean in Kansas City, I don't know the weather on Sunday, but because they're a little rough. I mean I can see Atlanta packing it in. I mean they're down to what are they? Is they're they're not very good record wise. I mean they had some rough games, but they're four and ten. I mean they're not, you know, <laughs> their little their their little mid mid season you know the resurrection has kind of been quelled at this point. So I'd probably stay away. Okay, yeah, let's move on. All right, Cleveland against the Jets. Uh, Nine-point favorites for Cleveland on the road. They're playing the Meadowlands again. Uh, 44-point total, 44.5-point total. You've got it at 10. 10-point 10 favorites on bet online, 46.5-point total. I'm going to say this again. Cleveland has the easiest schedule in the NFL this year by a long shot. I don't even need to look at strength of schedule. It's it's every week they've got cupcakes. The Jets have been playing a little bit better uh, but Cleveland's basically right at home over there in the Meadowlands. Ten points seems like a bit much, but the Jets are bad. And, I mean, they played good last week. They got their win. There's no motivation, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they, they're they still professional athletes, and yes. I think they still have Melissa's. some guys who can get after the passer. And mm-hmm. I would just have a little bit of concern about backing the Browns because I think the Jets are going to be able to get some pressure on Baker Mayfield. And mm-hmm. while he's been on a tear lately, we all know that he's a different quarterback when he gets pressure in his face. And I think that I could consider the Jets due to that reason. Did And I guess Sam Darnold must have played a little better last week, right? Yeah. And they, I know Frank Gore, the, the ancient one. I mean, is that guy 40 yet? Uh, he's <laughs> he scored another touchdown, I think. Um, yeah, my thing is just Cleveland – they're still in. They're still in, in the play for the AFC North. They could. They could win the division. If they win this game, it's going to be a showdown with the Steelers next week for the division, right? They're both have. Yeah, that's. If I'm mistaken, if they both have three losses, provided that the Colts win, yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, winning the game and covering ten points, though, possibly yeah, ten right. points is a whole other ball game, and I mean. Somewhat of a low total, although I do like the over quite a bit in this one as well. Mm-hmm. 44 mm-hmm. and a half. You've already seen it tick up to 47 and a half as we speak now on the board. And, uh, you know, I just think that the Jets are going to be able to move the ball. We've seen them score on our opening possession in eight straight games now. So mm-hmm. I would lean to the Jets still. But 
Of course you would. We know that action loves his Jets. Last week he didn't back them. That was the week we needed it. <laughs> he gave up. He quit the Jets too early. Um, all right, well, let's consider it. I mean, gosh, we're, we're putting a lot of yellows on the card, but maybe I'll go with the Jets with you this week. Maybe I'll get back on board. Uh, this one's another humdinger of a game. Here we go. Cincinnati at Houston. This is a This was a playoff game like five years ago. <laughs> Uh, Cincinnati uh, opened, I guess, as a, uh, I'm sorry, Houston opened as a nine-point favorite at home, 46-point total. Uh, I'm showing at Rivers about the same, you know, eight-and-a-half, eight-and-a-half-point favorites for the Texans. I know you're not going to get on board with me, and you probably shouldn't, but why is Houston favored by eight-and-a-half points, man? This team's not good. And Cincinnati, I guess they played up for their competition last week. They're not that great either, but damn, I mean, Houston's defense, they played good against the Colts. You know, somehow they, Watson made some plays, but I can't back the Houston in this game. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I think this number is way inflated the way that the Texans defense has been playing all year. I'm not sure that they should ever be be laying a number this large, even against Ryan Finley. So I would have to agree it's Bengals or pass here, but I think that we should keep an eye on this one. I'm seeing a number of places that are off the board. And I, I'm not yeah. really sure at this moment what the reason for that is. Bengals quarterback, possibly. Could be, yeah, probably. They're like, hey, we can, <laughs> we can get the other guy back, Brandon Allen. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure that Brandon Allen is going to move the needle much, though, in terms of the point spread. No, I don't think so either. I don't know why they would do that. I'm assuming. I mean, you got Watson's going to play, right? Um, they did have Brandon Cooks last week. That made a difference with Houston's mm-hmm. offense. He was getting the ball quite a bit. Made them get some plays down the field. Um, yeah, okay. Let's just move on. Yep. Here, here we go. Denver and the Chargers. This is the 4 o'clock slate. Uh, Denver's going to the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are four-point favorites on the opener. 51-point total. Three-and-a-half on bet online. 48-and-a-half-point total. The Chargers. Are you back with the Chargers? They've covered two straight weeks. They played good on Monday night. The offense looked great. Defense not so great. Um I mean, God, I, I hate this Denver team. Of course, it's the road dog, you know, analogy, but this Denver team has really disappointed me this season. Three and a half? Come on, give me a three. Give me a three. I'll take a three. Yeah, no chance. This is <laughs> definitely going to be three and a half. There's already, I don't see one three on the board. Oh, there's one. One rogue three right now, but the rest is three and a half, and I would be shocked if the Circa operators post a three on this one. And I'm totally right. with you. That Denver secondary is decimated right now. Josh Allen and Brian Dayball put on a clinic last Saturday night, and I have every expectation that Justin Herbert will do the same. But when you're talking about three and a half and Anthony Lynn <laughs> as the coach, I'm not really sure that I could do it. Well, it's this classic situation. <clears throat> All the numbers point you to the Chargers, and they've been like this many times all year they have not covered a single favorite number all year, right? They've all the only ones they've covered were dogs, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So it's that classic go against Anthony Lynn pick. Um, oh man, God, that guy kills me. This team, yeah, whatever. There's, I mean, the media is talking up like he's gonna stick around now. I thought for sure he was a goner, what? but I've heard a lot of discussion in the last week and a half about him possibly keeping his job. Unbelievable. I mean, it, it's it's well, it's like Nagy, and and I know the Bears are seven and seven; they could still make the playoffs. But 
is anybody watching the football? Like, why didn't why didn't these guys do this? You know, whatever earlier, but I don't know. I can't believe that he would keep his job, but you know who knows. Uh, next game, Carolina Washington. Again, this one's kind of spotty. I guess maybe this is the uh, Haskins news. Uh, Washington, we're going to say opened as a two point favorite, maybe two and a half, and the total is forty four and a half, uh, roughly. Uh, I think that's what I've got here. Let's see. I've got two and a half and forty four and a half. There you go. Uh, you know, you know, I love, you know, I love my my Washington football team. I have all season. Two and a half at home seems like a gimme. I know that uh, Haskins is is questionable, and he was terrible for three quarters. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. But they got those two touchdowns in the second in the fourth quarter against Seattle's not so good defense. I like this team if it's two for sure. Um, two and a half. I mean, I, I'd, I'd back them. I know that maybe you won't stay away because you like those. Teddy Teddy, he, he did cover last week too, didn't he? Yeah, Carolina did cover last week in a backdoor fashion against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But I think the line's off the board because Alex Smith practiced today in a limited fashion. So nice. I think that odds makers are probably waiting to see what the status is come Friday afternoon. And uh, if it's Alex Smith, you can definitely sign me up for a Washington pick here. However, I'm not sure I can get there with Dwayne Haskins. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the captain. What if he was captain? If he was captain, you were on it. But since he got stripped of the captaincy, unbelievable. It's like high school. Uh, okay, next game, big big game in the NFC West. Probably will determine the division, even though Seattle could probably still win it if things were, fall their way. Rams are going to Seattle. It's a rematch. Seattle open as a three-point favorite at home, 48.5-point total. You've got it at bet online at 1.5, 47.5-point total. I may have misput this in in our picks later. I actually thought that uh, Seattle or uh, that the Rams were favored, so I had it inverted. Look, three weeks ago, what did they play three weeks ago? It was a similar line, right? It was it was Seattle was favored on the road, and obviously the Rams outright beat them. Mm-hmm. This Rams team is baffling. You think that last week was a look ahead spot with the Jets? Is that what happened? A little bit. I don't know how to explain last week, to be honest. (laughs) Well, I just think it's really interesting. The Seattle defense has played better in the last three weeks. That is my biggest handicap here. Because we know the Rams are going to get up for this game. They're going to beat up Russell Wilson. I actually think it's not going to be a shootout like some of these games. It could be an underplay. I mean, 47 half is not a big number there. But... I think Seattle's defense is playing better. I don't know if I can get on board with taking them at one and a half. My numbers tell me that the Rams are the better team. Uh, what do you think? I like the Rams a lot in this game. I think that they're going to bounce back and, and win this game. I actually took them on the money line already at a small nice. plus, plus price. And I, I think that the handicap for me is just the Rams defense against the Seahawks offense. Mm-hmm. You saw them shut down Russell Wilson and company in the last game. They were favored by a field goal, it looks like. And won the game okay. 23-16. So right. uh, certainly uh, one of the lowest scoring outputs that the uh, Seahawks have had all season, except for the Giants game. And I think that uh, they're going to be hungry, especially now after that tough loss to the Jets. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Well, I can get on board with the Rams there. Okay. I think I had them as the pick. I just had them as a favorite and not a uh, dog. So it's even better for me. 10-4. Nice. A green one. And the under. That's right. Uh, okay, so next one. Philly against Dallas. Uh, 
Dallas opened as a two-point favorite again. Not knowing when they put that. Not when they put that up. Forty-eight point total. Now Philly is the favorite on the road. Two-point favorite on the road. Forty-nine and a half point total. You know this on by the numbers is actually not good for the Eagles. They're over. It should be more like a pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I understand why this line is here. Jalen Hurst looked great. He's been moving the offense. Dallas's defense has been eh. And, but they've been moving the ball a little bit. You think Philly's a good backer here? Or are, you, are you looking at my contrarian view of uh, the Cowboys again? This is tough because, like you said, the Eagles' numbers have been horrible. But you kind of have to throw a lot of the season out with a lot of those numbers right. coming from Carson Wentz. And Correct. Jalen Hurts has been fantastic the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought the first week against the Saints might have been a little bit of an apparition because they weren't ready for that style of quarterback. But you would have thought the Cardinals' defense would have been prepared for the running quarterback because they have one on their own team. They do, yeah. And uh, I think that this Eagles team sees some light uh, to possibly winning the division. They're only a game back of Washington, so they certainly have all to play for. And I think that uh, the Dallas performance last week was aided a little bit by the long gone Nick Mullins. So <laughs> I, I think that this number is a little bit depressed about where it could be it just is. based on Dallas winning last week. So it probably should be a three or more. And I think there's value with Philly. Okay. Well, I'll, I will go with you. If it's two and a half or less, then I think we probably go on Philly. If it gets over the three, uh, I'd be a little bit more nervous, Agreed. Um, but I hear what you're saying. Okay, this is the Sunday night game, Tennessee at Green Bay. This is kind of a nice, you know, cross-conference matchup here. Uh, the Packers opened up as a five-point favorite at home, 56-point total. It's down to three-and-a-half at bet online with that same 56-point total. You know, when I look at this game, you know, we know what they're going to do. The Titans are going to run the football, and Green Bay can't stop the run still, right? I mean, they're going to give up some some yardage there. I, I like the Titans here. A uh, little bit weird because it is a cross matchup, and I think the Titans will give up passing yardage. But I think this is a perfect game for, you know, for Derrick Henry to. I mean, he's already going to win the rushing title, but mm-hmm. he's just going to continue it unless you think the the Packers can stop this run. No, I don't think that's the case. It's a very tough handicap though because the Tennessee defense is so bad on they the flip are bad. side. And 56, probably appropriately lined. Not sure that I can go over at that number, but I do think there's going to be quite a bit of scoring in this game. And uh, three and a half is just a tough number. I mean, if it was over four or closer to the opener, I think you probably could talk about a little bit more value. But I'm interested to see where this comes out at. looks like mostly three and a half on my screen. So three, three and a half certainly could be talked about on Saturday. Yeah, I've got it down to three at Rivers, so that's kind of looking at that same pressure we were talking about. When it hit, when the opener hit, I'm sure people crushed the Titans there. They were just heavy money on the Titans because that that is too big of a line. Yeah. I mean, I've got the game at like a three. It's really right where it should be. The three and a half is a little bit of value. So I guess we're not, you know, it's not like a a ridiculous number. It's really pegged where it should be, but. I know it's, it's it's interesting. Green Bay has been on a roll. I mean, they keep winning, but they're not covering numbers, which is funny. They get cooked every week. Um, but Titans are doing what they do. I mean, they got crushed against the Browns. That was kind of a surprise, and now they are just doing what they do. They just manhandled people. Just 
give the ball to Henry. The guy's the man. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, so. but as bad as Green Bay's rush defense is, you could argue that Tennessee's pass defense is equally as bad. Yeah, yeah, 56 points. I mean, it tells you right there. So, okay, let's well, stay away for now. Uh, last game on the card, Buffalo going to New England, uh, changing of the guard here in the AFC East. Buffalo opened as a six and a half point favorite, 44 point total, uh, seven and a half points in bet online with the 46 point total. A little tick up. Is Buffalo just going to go in and roll this team? This doesn't make sense from the metrics. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't. I think they're way too heavily favored here. I actually had it at seven in my numbers because I think it should be more like. Two and a half, three and a half, but I get it. I mean, New England has trouble scoring, and Buffalo's offense is just rolling. Wow. This is tough. Remember the first meeting? It was actually a pretty close game in Buffalo. Cam Newton had the Patriots driving to either tie or take the lead. I think they were down by a field goal and fumbled late Mm -hmm. in the game. So, I mean, they've already played them tough once this year, and I think this number approaching seven is – kind of ridiculous so I, I, I agree i would only look to new england in this spot right the question yeah, is Buffalo. though do you think that new england really had a, a a dream crusher last week with the loss and effectively they are eliminated from the playoffs so that's the only yeah question. yeah they're six and eight now so they're done i don't know you know i don't know what the handicap would be from a coaching standpoint i've never seen we haven't seen this before never. right we've never seen new england in the 2000s where they haven't been in the playoff mix in the last two weeks of the season so i can't answer the question but i guess i guess i guess i feel like if i was belichick i just try to send a message that hey don't forget about us you know this is monday night we're not going to be embarrassed on monday night and as good as Buffalo's been playing, they have covered, like, what would we say? Now it's like six time, six weeks in a row or something. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that, I don't know if it was off air, where uh, <laughs> the guy from ESPN Wager, like, the guy's been going against the Bills all year and getting crushed. Um, but this is the game. I mean, seven, seven and a half? God, that is just screaming to take them like Yeah, and uh, for those of you out there who are not in the contest, this being a Monday night game, I'm sure the public will load up on the favorite. So if you're interested in the Patriots, probably get a better number come Monday afternoon. But uh, yeah, another one I think it'll be super interesting to see what the contest line comes out to be. I have a feeling it might be just under that touchdown number. Yeah, six and a half. That's probably a better number for Buffalo. Okay, well, let's see where it comes out. We can can look at it. We've got a a lot of... of picks here that we kind of like or sort of like uh which isn't helpful uh (laughs) let's go into the you know the circuit contests america we're failing you we were there we were right there guys we we have a shot we're gonna go 10 and 0 and then we're gonna be right there again but we went one three and one last week uh we are 40 34 and one still solid 55.71 percent that's great on the season 490th overall fourth quarter not so good not so good 1483rd but um we just got hooked, man. I mean, God, you get those two non-hooks, we're, we're right there. It's you know, We're five picks back now of the money, which is tough. So I didn't update that part. Sorry, Action. But, yeah, we, we somehow fell, even though the, the consensus had a pretty bad week at 2-2-1. Two, two, and one, We fell back two picks. I don't know how that happens. But it's very interesting when you look at the standings, Action. It's compressed. The guy at the top uh, isn't doing – I don't know what – I didn't look at last year's winners, but – 
it's it's definitely a little tighter than it was last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so the guy at the top, let me pull this up. He's only got 50, 50 picks right. He's 50, 24, and one. Wow. So we're only 10 picks off the top. But the guy in last place, he's 15 picks off of us, hmm. which I think is crazy. It's 25 picks. Now, that sounds like a lot, but you'd figure the guy who's going last place, who's trying to lose, would be terrible, right? It's just that kind of year. It's hard to do. So, you know, 45 and a half is the is the money line, basically, the money cut line for the for the uh, big contest, the, the annual. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get there. I guess I didn't update that. Sorry, Action. We're actually 54.05. If somebody's checking my math, sorry guys. Um, but still, that's that's pretty good. So let's look at some of these games we talked about. Um, we did talk about Tampa on Saturday. Maybe we get on board with that if we see that at nine and a half. Uh, you know that they're on the road. Uh, did we talk to? You, well, I, I mean, we nixed that game. We can knock that out. We we, yeah. we we talked about uh, Chargers. No, we talked about Miami, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, them being on the road, that's the night game on Saturday at three points, uh, favorites on the road. We talked about Indy uh, being two-point favorites on the road at Pittsburgh. Uh, we like Baltimore. We don't know the number at this time. It's probably more like 11, 11 and a half, depending on, I guess it's Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones being right. played. We, I may get on board with uh, the Jets again being 10-point favorites at home. Maybe they'll go back to back here. And then some of these other ones, man, the Chargers, three and a half. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> We're going to see what the number is. Uh, we both like Washington. We just need to see what's going to happen there, especially if it's a low number with Alex Smith playing. And then the Rams, we're all over the Rams against as the dog in one and a half points or so on the road at Seattle. And, Jesus, we got a lot of picks this week. Action, the yeah. Eagles, two points on the road, <laughs> favorites. And New England, the dog at home. Uh, seven, seven and a half on Monday night. So, yeah, quite okay. a bit of you can really see these lines. It looks like, well, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, when there's wavering between a key number, certainly more for us to look at come tomorrow afternoon. But uh, looks like we're gonna have to set aside a big chunk of time Saturday morning to go through these in more detail. Agreed, agreed. The 26th of uh, December is gonna be a big discussion time, but. I think we can you know, let, let's let's try to close strong. You know, you never know what can happen. Uh, try to make it make it work. Um, certainly, a couple, of, you know, five point weeks would make a huge difference. But mm-hmm. you know, it's been an interesting year, and we've really we've hung in there. I think last year we had a similar swoon in this time frame, but we were way far back. I think we're better this year, but we've learned some things. Yeah, some things done. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think if we have a good week this week, we can at least give ourselves a chance to get into that money in week 17. Right, right. All right, one little plug, since I put it out there, if you haven't done it in a while, the uh, Weggs pool, we got the 12 day, the dating by Weggs, 12 days of Christmas is up. It's a silly little post. If you've been on a dating app, you'll probably get most of those jokes. Um, silly, so check that out on weggspool.com. Uh, otherwise, good luck this week. We've got football games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Four days of football, not to mention the Bulls have started. I know you haven't been paying attention to college football, but lots going on, Action. Yeah, I started out a little hot in the bowl games myself, and I know a lot of our listeners are interested in college basketball, too. I've gotten yep. a couple oh, of yeah. texts and requests for discussion there, so we'll certainly look to turn the page probably after next week. Yeah, exactly. And I know you already posted about Chicago State calling it quits in basketball. That was your bet against yeah. in basketball. Too bad. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, well, hey, follow me at Wegspool, uh, Wegspool at on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the podcast, the Side Action Pod, on Twitter. And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. License under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.